0: This Advent, I, uh, I decided I was going to do something that I haven't done in a long time. Uh, and typically I preach off of one passage of scripture because that's the way I was taught. But the way that I was brought up was my dad would use multiple scriptures and to, uh, to reinforce his idea. And so today, uh, <laughs> the difference between my sermons and my dad's is my dad would read the entire chapter of psalms 155 or the entire chapter of luke chapter 2 or the entire chapter so we're not doing that Uh, we're going to do bits and pieces of it to make a part of this understanding of how hope is not a pipe dream you know our hearts really at the beginning of advent are stirred with an anticipation advent is a season that beckons us to delve into the profound truth and recognize that hope is not something that isn't real. I want us to embrace the call and and secure ourselves that hope and is secure in the promises of God as we seek a hope that transcends worldly illusions. Now let's talk about it. There's a, a prophetic understanding that the church has embraced for centuries about uh, the coming of the Messiah. We hear about it the first time, and the church has continued to teach in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. We hear this phrase The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. I want you to consider the depths and time, the depths of des- despair during the time of Isaiah as they as the people face darkness i try to teach in my hebrew bible classes or my bible studies that one of the things that we need to understand when you look at the hebrew bible is each time that you have a, what we call a major prophet the people are enslaved yet once again and they're waiting for god to liberate them and in this passage of scripture it is no different that they're waiting for a messiah to come and save them and bring them out of the lep- the land in the depths of darkness that they find themselves but you see a great light is not just a metaphor but a divine assurance that penetrates the gloom of our lives so just as they yearned for the dawn we too anticipate the fulfillment of God's promise in the birth of Christ by anticipating the coming of the Messiah. In Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 14, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. I want you to think about it again. Here is Jeremiah. Jeremiah, right? One of our favorite prophets. It's my favorite as a youth pastor in the past because we talk about it in such a way that here's a child. That has been called by God to be the prophet to Israel and in that he he recognizes that he's a child and he has to talk to all of us and say things that would not make us happy and he looks to God and says how am I supposed to do this and God says don't worry I will give you the words and here in this exact moment he hears when I will fulfill the promise Good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. Think about the yearning of the Israelites as they awaited the fulfillment of God's promise. Their hope wasn't a mere wish, but a deep, soulful anticipation of a promise that would transform their lives. Advent invites us to share in this anticipation, recognizing that our hope is secure in the certainty of God's faithfulness. Now, we got to talk about this. We live in a world that is guided by fast food. I, I, uh, I'm one of those people, right? I, I worked at fast food for about 15 years. I, was, I, I thought it was one of the greatest jobs of all time. I loved being able to serve people under three minutes. It was kind of a cool thing and and we've gotten used to it now we get frustrated when we go to mcdonald's or brahms and it takes more than three minutes to get our food and let's face it oh my goodness do we get even more we get angry when we tell them don't put onions on my burger and you get into the car you get all the way home and what do they do they put onions on our burger and not just a little bit a whole lot of onions now I don't complain about that. There are other people in my house that do. I love onions. But let's be honest about this. We have come to a part in our life where everything is got to be right now. It is so fast that in order for us to truly understand, we have to have everything that makes us feel good instantaneously. Nothing good happens instantaneously. We need to understand that we need to look at the, the illusion of hope is not temporary cheer. But for us in the church, it's about eternal joy that transcends that instant moment. That thing that we are looking for in three minutes lasts forever. Even in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 10, the angel says to the shepherds, do not be afraid afraid, because I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. What does it look like between the fleeting joy that the world offers during the holiday season and the everlasting joy proclaimed by the angels? I think sometimes we forget how awesome that story really is. The birth of Christ heralds joy that transcends all of our circumstances. It invites us to, a, to find lasting joy in the good news of our Savior's arrival. Now Paul struggles with this because he thinks that in this place, in Romans specifically, chapter 8, he says, For in this hope we were saved huh in this hope we've been waiting but he then goes to say but hope that is seen is no hope at all who hopes for what they already have it's a good question Paul he then goes on to say but if we hope for what we do not yet have we wait for it patiently imagine The profound patience the early Christians had as they awaited the second coming of Christ. For Paul, it was going to happen in any second. None of us live life like that. None of us even think like that. Paul led his people to think that any moment, at the blink of an eye, Jesus could be coming back. And even if he doesn't, you still have to bring the message of hope to the people. Their hope wasn't in what they could see or touch, but in the promise of a future glory. My hope is is that during this Advent, we learn from their patient endurance and fix our eyes on the true longing of our hearts. A hope that would transform us like the Advent candle of hope. We get that in Romans 15, that Paul then goes to say, may the God of hope Fill you with joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, I think we get confused by all the ritual and the, and the, the decor and all that, the pomp and circumstance. I love it. It's important for us because it gives us the ability to recognize that it's not just about a ritual it's a reminder of the transformative power of God's image the power of God's hope consider the joy and peace that over, overflow us as we trust in him that flame I don't know if you saw it with the children but they got it that flame symbolizes to us the Holy Spirit igniting within us a hope that transcends the worldly, that hope that we live in, we learn from in 1 Peter, when he says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, it's in his great mercy that he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. The resurrection of Christ isn't a distant historical event, people. It birds within us a living hope. I want you to think of the profound change in the disciples in the first century as they encountered the risen Lord. It wasn't a, oh my goodness, this is awful. It was, thank you, God, we have hope. We have truly seen the Messiah. The resurrection was the hope. That living hope empowers us to face our present challenges with the assurance that Christ, who conquered death, is alive and active in our lives. But we cannot avoid the reality of pipe dreams. It's temporary fulfillment. Worldly pursuits may provide fleeting satisfaction. Ecclesiastes even says that when I... Survey all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve. Everything I had done was meaningless. It was chasing after the wind. The other struggle that we deal with in our today's society is we focus so much on material wealth. We focus so much on the things that we have to have in order to survive. I think it's, it's interesting that when we talk about this, that our hope is deferred except for, for some reason, during the holidays. It's my favorite time of the year, because for the one time of the year, you get to see humans living out humanity. People give. They volunteer. Well, kind of. People participate at least in trying to help with others. They, they try to be a little nicer to one another and it happens from Thanksgiving on and all the way through Christmas. And sometimes you can even stretch it out for a couple weeks into January. But then after that, we go back to being our selfish selves and pay no attention to the other human beings that are in front of us. But during this time, you get to see the hope that God had in the name of Jesus Christ. It's so awesome. To behold. Those pipe dreams leave us disillusioned and empty. Proverbs says, it's one of my favorite passages of scripture. You all know I say this a lot, but this one means a lot to me. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a longing fulfilled is a tree of life, like that tree of life that's in our narthex in the Celtic world that it means so much to it. The roots are devoted into the words of God, the people of God, the trunk is our humanity and the branches are our aspects of as we reach out into the world as images of God, but we cannot do it if we are not rooted in the hope of God through the resurrection of Christ. There's a transformative power of genuine hope. It empowers us to persevere through trials. The early Christians understood this. We kind of do. We don't face persecution like they did. But in that moment, we persevere in hope. Just like them, we know that our ultimate reward awaits for us in eternity. This season calls us to distinguish between the fleeting illusion the world offers and the enduring hope in Jesus Christ. My hope is is that we recognize that hope is not a pipe dream, that we've secured ourselves in the unchanging hope that God provides. The world will give you illusions all day long about what is hopeful and awesome and And what what these fleeting temporary things and the three-minute orders of cheeseburgers bring to us. God's hope stands firm and secure for our souls. It's in that frame of reference that I want us to just take a moment to pray together. Would you pray with me? Almighty God, we ask that you help us find comfort and strength and renewed purpose in the hope that transcends all circumstances. Help us as we ponder these thoughts, that we gather them all with our hearts filled with genuine hope, ready to face the challenges of life with unwavering trust. In you, our God of hope. Amen. Amen.